As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello. You guys uh, busy or not busy? This is Shelby and this is Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Hello. Hi. And, uh, okay. Now, this time I've reserved only to do workshops. Whether I have nobody or I have, uh, now I can't get more than three people at a time. Right. Whether it's a bacteria, whether it's a virus, we believe your body can heal from within as long as the column is in the right place mm-hmm. and you don't have pressure. So it, the coronavirus going around it, right it, now, is it, that... It, this, so this this could help you prevent that. Prevent what? Pre- prevent you from getting it. And, and the flu or the coronavirus? Yeah, the flu or anything. Spinal manipulation. Could a chiropractic adjustment actually prevent you from getting COVID-19? Experts in Wisconsin and around the world say no. But the Fox 6 investigators found one local chiropractor making that very claim. From the Fox 6 studios, this is Open Record. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire, here with my colleague Brian Polson. Hi, Brian. Hi, Amanda. We are bringing you new episodes of Open Record each day, Monday through Friday, to make it easier to sort through all of this coronavirus news. And we're recording this episode on Monday morning, April 13th. And if you're looking for a little bit of good news, the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation says Wisconsin has just passed its peak use of hospital resources due to COVID-19. Now that's based on predictive modeling, not actual hospital data, but it's at least a sign that if current social distance measures remain in place, we should soon start to see COVID-19 numbers slowly begin to decline. Now, the key word there is slowly, and that's only if social distancing and stay-at-home orders remain in place. So this is still a long way from over. It's much longer than we'd like it to be. Definitely a long way from over. And that means continuing to stay at home as much as possible and avoiding unnecessary in-person interactions. Which brings us to today's topic, going to the chiropractor. We know that COVID-19 is taxing our more traditional healthcare system, the hospitals, doctor's offices, like never before. But what about chiropractors? Do they play a role during this pandemic? The American Chiropractic Association says yes. We work with people's healthy lifestyle, exercising regularly, eating healthy foods, reducing your stress in your life. I believe that we play a vital role. That is Dr. Keith Overland. He's past president of the American Chiropractic Association. And while he does believe there's a role for chiropractors to play right now in managing pain and keeping people healthy, he says he is concerned about chiropractors, including their members, who might be making false or misleading statements about any connection between spinal adjustments and immunity to viruses like COVID-19. So is there any evidence that would suggest spinal adjustments can boost your immunity to viruses or any other environmental diseases? Well, Dr. Overland says there is no evidence of that, at least not any quality evidence with clinical trials and so on. In fact, in March, the ACA issued a statement 
warning its members not to make misleading statements that raise false expectations regarding immunity. And the World Chiropractic Federation went a step further, writing, quote, there is no credible scientific evidence that chiropractic spinal adjustment or manipulation confers or boosts immunity. So these major chiropractic organizations say there's no connection, at least not one that we know of, between spinal adjustments and immunity. But you got a much different story from a local chiropractor here. We did. We received a tip that a Mequon chiropractor was actually encouraging patients to keep coming in for spinal adjustments to boost their immunity to the coronavirus. But we wanted to hear that for ourselves. So we sent our very own producer, Pete, into one of this chiropractor's free introductory workshops. I don't advertise that I, I take care of illnesses and sicknesses, mm -hmm. but when people come in and I adjust that area, a lot of times they'll come back and say, you know, I can't even believe it. My sinus is clear. So it, the coronavirus I, going around it, right it, now, is it, that? It, it, this, so this, this could help you prevent that. Prevent what? Pre prevent you from getting it. And, and I'll, the flu or the coronavirus? Yeah, the flu or anything. So the voices you heard there are producer Pete talking to Dr. Hutan Ohalu of Balance Chiropractic in Mequon. Dr. Ohalu was conducting one of his free weekly workshops for his patients. Those workshops are also open to the public, how producer Pete was able to attend. And in this instance, he was the, producer Pete that is, was the only one there. And you can clearly hear the doctor say that this, and in that case, this means a spinal adjustment, could prevent that, which means the flu or even coronavirus. That's what he said in his workshop, but it's not what Dr. Ohalu said when we sat down to talk with him on camera. Would it be an overstatement to say that this kind of care could prevent someone from getting COVID-19? It, it, would, it would be an overstatement. Would you make a statement like that to someone, that it could boost immunity or even potentially prevent someone from getting COVID-19? No. Do you believe you're misleading patients by saying something like that? That would be misleading, and I don't, I don't remember saying that to him. So again, you hear him very clearly saying he's not standing behind that statement that he made in the workshop. When he's in front of the camera talking to us, he's saying that he admits that would be misleading. Uh, but again, when he didn't know he was being recorded, when he was holding a workshop for what he thought was a prospective patient, He's talking about the potential boosts to the immune system and the potential for guarding against things like the flu and coronavirus, the very things the ACA is saying, the kind of claims they're saying chiropractors should not be making. Well, and that's why it's important that we were able to secretly record the workshop, right? Because it's the way that we can hold people accountable for the statements they're making when they don't think we're watching. Well, and that's just the case here. When you're talking about statements that may be controversial, misleading, or as the ACA says, uh, uh, may raise false expectations. What we want to know is what are people being told privately or in small settings who may not be aware of what these national organizations or state organizations are, are saying. So, so when you sit someone like Dr. Ohalu down in front of a camera, he's more likely going to say what he knows his associations and, and others in the industry want him to say but privately what's really what's really happening. And, and that's why we wanted to be able to verify this. So producer Pete went to this free clinic and he recorded the conversation with his cell phone. 
And uh, there's a much longer discussion there about how he goes about his practice, the kinds of adjustments he does. He actually talked uh, for a time about the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic uh, because that was something where it was believed that chiropractic, which was very new back then, uh, really wasn't a field. It was just sort of a fledgling concept. Um, there is some discussion in texts uh, from chiropractors that that may have shown some promise, that chiropractors may have actually had better success at treating people during the Spanish flu outbreak than medical doctors did. But there's no clinical evidence of that. And a hundred years later, uh, there, there's just simply uh, no credible evidence, according to the ACA, that there is any connection between the two. And so how was he able to reconcile what he was saying to you to that moment when you told him, well, we have you on tape saying something different to our producer. What was the reaction in that moment? Well, understand that I had to first get him to agree to sit down and do an interview. And I, and you know, if I had just said, you made these misleading statements on camera or, 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 or in your workshop, are you gonna sit down and talk about it? I don't know that we've, we would have had much of a conversation. What I did tell him uh, up front is that I'd like to do an interview about the connections between immunity and spinal adjustments, particularly in this time with all these concerns about COVID-19. So I've raised the issue to him up front that we wanna talk about what he knows about any link between the two and what benefits there might be to getting spinal adjustments during this COVID-19 outbreak. Which is true, um, you did wanna talk about that. I, I did, and I felt if he had if he had thought from the beginning, hey, there is no link, um, I'd be glad to tell you about that, or uh, you know, whatever his reasoning might be, he just said, sure, let's do it. I'm available tomorrow. And so we set up an interview and um, it was interesting when we got into the office, I think by then he might have had some idea. Well, why are they coming to me and, and what's this all about? So as we were even setting up the camera and the chairs to sit down and talk, he said, C can we rehearse this? Like, what, what kind of questions are you going to ask me? And I told him again, I just wanted to ask him about the links between immunity and spinal adjustments especially with all of these concerns about the coronavirus. And so we did sit down and talk. But again, when I asked him these direct questions in the interview, he was very clear in saying that there is no link. Research has not shown this and that it would, in fact, be misleading to say that to someone. So I pointed out to him, you said that very thing to one of our producers. And at that point, he just said he didn't remember having said it that way. He didn't think he'd quite said that. He said they do believe there is a link between the nervous system and the immune system, that, that there's a connection there, but he wouldn't go so far as to say that getting spinal adjustments could protect you or prevent you from getting one of these things. But again, our recording show, that's exactly what he said. Yeah, we don't have to rely on memory because we have it on tape. That's the point. Exactly. And, and the question is, are those statements he's making to our producer the same statements he's making to other patients or other potential clients? Is he doing something that could in fact be misleading uh, actual chiropractic patients? And one other thing we saw when we were there, well, actually, uh, let me take a step back. This all started because we received a tip and uh, an anonymous tip, a confidential source who wanted us to expose what this doctor was saying because they felt that it was in fact misleading. They were aware of what some of these associations, uh, it, both nationally and internationally, were saying about this. And they knew that this particular practitioner was saying something different. So they wanted us to know about it. 
But we can't just take the word of someone who calls us and says, hey, this is going on. We have to either see evidence of that or we have to speak to patients. In this case, we didn't have any patients to talk to. We didn't have anyone coming to us who uh, was going to sit down on camera and say, this is what the doctor told me. So we needed to hear it for ourselves. And that's why we ended up attending uh, the workshop to, to hear what was being said. But we did receive from uh, someone who had access to the clinic a photograph of a chalkboard. And the chalkboard in the clinic, which was in that same room where the doctor held the workshop. So you could um, verify it came from there. We could. It's, it's the same chalkboard that we saw when we went in. On that chalkboard, it said, uh, and I don't have the exact words in front of me as we're doing the podcast, but essentially it said, concerned about coronavirus, get a spinal adjustment, boost your immunity. Um, and, it, and it very clearly used the words, boost your immunity. And, and it was in relation to coronavirus. So there's a very specific claim, and that was in the room where the doctor is speaking to people in these workshops, which are either his current clients or people he would hope to be prospective clients. Um, that was there. When we went in for the sit-down interview, uh, just a short time later, this was maybe a few days after uh, we'd received that photograph, the chalkboard was erased. Um, so it had been there at one time. It's, we could tell it was the exact same chalkboard in, in the story we broadcast, the story that is on our website. You can see it's the same chalkboard. Um, that message was gone. Again, raises questions. If that statement was there before, why would it be erased when a news camera is coming in to do an interview? And Brian, what's the significance of someone potentially making misleading claims during this time? Why do this kind of story? Well, because if you have people who are on the fence right now, there are a lot of people thinking, do I do I really need to go and do this or that? How often do I need to go to the grocery store? Do I need to go to the bank? Can I do my transactions online? How can I limit uh, where I go and what I do? There are plenty of people who get chiropractic adjustments to alleviate pain or go to the chiropractor for all sorts of other reasons to improve their health. But the question is, should they be going right now? What if a client is someone with a compromised immune system? What if they are, in fact, elderly? Or what if they're just trying to limit those contacts? If they're making the determination, should I or shouldn't I go to the chiropractor and have someone physically manipulate me right now when we're all supposed to be saying six feet apart? If they're being told, consider this, it's going to protect you from the flu or it's going to protect you from coronavirus, that may weigh on their decision. You may have people who are going out uh, taking risks, going to the chiropractor when they don't need to be. And that's exactly what Dr. Overland said to me is, while they do believe chiropractors play an important role at this time, they want people to be evaluating, do I really need to go right now? And if you don't, their advice is stay home. So in this case, could the doctor get in trouble for the statements that he was caught on camera or on tape, I should say, making? That's a good question, and, and it's not entirely clear if, if that could be the case. It just so happens that the same day that we did that interview with Dr. Ohalu, the Wisconsin Chiropractic Examining Board, which is the authority that regulates chiropractors in the state of Wisconsin, was holding its monthly meeting. And during that meeting, this very topic came up, not this doctor, but this very topic came up of whether or not they should be advising or guiding practitioners in the state on what they can and cannot say about the connections between spinal adjustments and immunity. And at the time of that meeting, there was a, a notice posted on the Wisconsin Chiropractic Examining Board's 
website that was from the World Chiropractic Federation. And as I mentioned earlier, World Chiropractic Federation, WCF, had made a very strong statement condemning any claims of a link between spinal adjustments and immunity and warning that you could get in trouble for making these kinds of statements, which they deemed to be false and misleading. And it said there was no credible evidence of this. So Wisconsin Chiropractic Examining Board had that statement on their website. During this meeting, the members of the board actually discussed whether or not they should even have that on their website because they had not yet agreed what their advice or guidance should be to practitioners. Hmm. And they were going to have a lengthy discussion about what kind of statement they should draft, advising what you can and can't say or should and shouldn't say as a practitioner here in the state. And it was such a controversial topic that they tabled the discussion and said, let's talk about this when we have more time to think about it at our next meeting which isn't until April 30th. And as we know right now, that is far enough along in this, we may start seeing numbers well on the decline. So at the peak of concern, the Wisconsin Chiropractic Examining Board has made no decision as to what to tell practitioners in the state or what to advise and what they can and cannot do. And further, they did take one bit of action that day. The one action they took related to this on that day was to remove the World Chiropractic Federation statement from their website. I checked this morning, it's not there anymore. So while you're getting from the American Chiropractic Association and World Chiropractic Federation, which are trade associations, they have members who are chiropractors, they're not regulatory bodies, but while they are warning their own members not to make any false or misleading statements about this connection, the regulatory body here in Wisconsin has taken no action, given no specific guidance, and in fact removed any reference to warnings about this sort of thing. So at the moment, it's not clear if he could get in trouble. Certainly, if someone had a complaint, they can file it with the Wisconsin Department of Safety and Professional Services, and then they would open, or they could at least theoretically open an investigation and determine if this fell outside the course of normal practice. Um, or safe practice. We don't know what that would mean, but if anyone could in fact uh, take action against a, a uh, chiropractor for making statements like this, that's the body that would do it. So we're talking about waiting to make a decision about what advice to give chiropractors during a pandemic until potentially the pandemic is declining or even over. Is that a route to go to make sure you don't really have to discipline anyone because there wasn't any advice handed down at the beginning, so it becomes more of a, a gray area and more of a free-for-all? I'm trying to understand what the motive for that would be. Well, I, I don't know that there was any necessarily nefarious motive other than they had a lot of business on their agenda, and this is controversial. Within the field, there are certainly chiropractors who believe there are benefits to your immune system. The research just isn't out there to prove it. So I think there may have been some uh, some real controversy as to how do we deal with this? How do we message this properly? And really, they just decided, let's just take more time to think this through. Typically, a board like this is going to be deliberate. They're going to take time in determining guidance and advice and, and what the rules are. Um, this is a unique situation, though, because it's happening at a time when time is of the essence. Um, so by delaying it until April 30th, it certainly raises that question of, 
is this advice going to be, or guidance, whatever they come up with, is it going to be as useful on April 30th as it would have been back on April 2nd or whatever the date was of the meeting? I think it was April 2nd, but it was the beginning of the month. Um, that delay makes a difference right now during this pandemic. But at least at this given time, the state's chiropractic examining board has not made any specific determination of what to say to to the, the people it licenses and, and then it regulates in terms of these claims. That doesn't mean they couldn't take action. If they get a complaint and if they find the claims were misleading or were outside the scope of acceptable practice, they could take action. The question is, what would they base that on? And, and honestly, as we sit here, I don't know. And how did you leave things with Dr. Ohalu? Because that had to be an awkward end to the interview. Well, it was uh, certainly when you're sitting in front of someone and pointing out that you've said things that we've recorded on camera that are the opposite of what you said here. It's it's a somewhat uh, uncomfortable situation. I, I did tell him that we were going to be doing a story. It was going to be on the air. And I told him uh, that, you know, if he had any further comments to make to reach out to us. I haven't heard from him since the interview. But what I did see that on, is that on his website, uh, Balanced Chiropractic, there is a, a pretty substantial notice about COVID-19 and the precautions they are taking and there are no claims, at least on his website, about any connection between spinal adjustments and immunity. There is a discussion about boosting your immunity through things like healthy eating, exercise, and things like that. And there's no real argument that those things can do positive things for your immune system. The question is whether or not the physical act of manipulating the spine could protect you from a virus. And again, that's the thing the research just doesn't show. And I want to point one other thing out. Um, we talk about the Wisconsin Chiropractic Examining Board having taken no action here. They're the regulatory body. The Wisconsin Chiropractic Association, which is the, uh, the, the trade association that represents chiropractors here in Wisconsin, they were very interested in this. And they have, on their own website, um, added the ACA's statements, the WCF's statements, and, and they spoke with me as well. They were very concerned about this. They, they were grateful that we were doing a story about it. And one of the first questions they asked is, can you tell us who this doctor is? We want to know if this is one of our own members. And as it turns out, Dr. Ohalu is not a member of the Wisconsin Chiropractic Association. As, as I understand it, WCA, in fact, asked him to remove any reference to WCA from his website or his materials. So he's not a member of that association. But again, they stand behind what the ACA and WCF are saying, which is there's no credible evidence of a link and they don't want practitioners to be leading people to believe that there is, especially at a time like this when we're all trying to learn what can we do to protect ourselves and our families. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go get a chiropractic adjustment, but it means just be aware there's no link between that and protecting yourself from a virus. Any final thoughts? Well, I think the, the, the one final thought I would have here is that it, it still leaves, I think, a lot of people uh, who rely on chiropractors on a regular basis for relief of pain and for improvement of their health with the question, should I go? And, and I can't advise you on that, but I did ask some of these associations, both the WCA and the ACA, what do you advise people? And they said, if you are in severe pain, if you need to get these adjustments to, to make it through, this is a time right now when... More people are sitting around on couches at home. They're not maybe getting the exercise that they're used to. So pain may even be more of a concern. If you need it, go get the adjustment. Chiropractors are considered essential services right now. But if you're concerned about your immune system, if you're concerned about exposure and you can get by for now without the adjustments or without the treatment, they encourage you to stay at home and wait until things are all clear. 
But again, that's really a decision that's up to you. They just want to make sure you're not basing that decision on false information. All right. Thanks, Brian. And we know you will keep bringing us the true information that we have. And as things develop, you'll stay on it. And we're going to continue bringing you more frequent episodes of Open Record as we cover this COVID-19 pandemic. If there's a topic you want us to discuss or an issue you think we should be investigating, please send us an email at theinvestigators at fox6now.com. That's T-H-E investigators at fox6now.com. And make sure you let us know that you heard about all of this on the Open Record podcast. Thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and Sarah Smith. Please subscribe to Open Record if you haven't already. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire. And for Brian Polson, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.